D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K. Another episode of The Kickback with Sabrina, Sharika, and E.B. Sit back, relax, and vibe. What's good, Kickback family? It's your boy E.B., and I'm here with two of my favorite people. Unless you are living under a rock, and you're going to see what I just did with that, living under a rock. Around this time last year, you would have heard the slap around the world. But today, and as the, I would say the Oscars or whatever you want to call it, Academy Awards, however they describe it, is over. Um, You don't really hear that slap anymore. You hear a little trinkle of a sound effect, maybe far away. But when you want to talk about, I would say, my soul, my spirit, my temp, I would say I'm at a cool 92, which is might not be cool for some people. It might be a little humid and sweaty and hot for some. But for me, as a Floridian, that is perfection. Like, ideally, you would want the weather to be in between 85 to 100. And just because what? I love, I won't say antagonizing people, but I love encouraging people to think critically. And in some cases, I would say bother folks. I want to bother my sister Sharika right now with my Uh-oh. song of the week. <laughs> and part of it is because it was on the award show last week. Lift me up. I turned it off right before that was coming off. me down. He, she said, keep me close, safe, and sound. Burning in a hopeless dream. Hold me when you go to sleep. Keep me in a warmth of your love. When you depart, Keep me safe, safe and sound. Shout out to Rihanna for blessing the people again with her voice and her talent and her presence. Um, but yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Sharika, Sabrina, how y'all feeling? I feel trolled is what I feel. <laughs> <laughs> First you have me with that temp talking about ideally between up to 100. That's ideal. Oh my gosh, that's like in yeah. As long as it's under hundred, we good. No, that's too hot. And then you tell my son that lift me up. I cannot with that song. I do love you know I love Rihanna, but that is a song where I draw the line. I was watching some of the Oscars and I made sure I was not party uh, a part of that when that came on. I turned my TV clean off and went to bed. Um, my temp is good. Um, I'm a I'm a 78 because that's good that's a good temp um it's actually been kind of cool here in florida and y'all know i love when it's cool but i was a little unprepared for this bit of cool weather so i was a little i walked out of my house the other morning and i was like oh oh i'm not ready for this the little summer dresses is, is not not it anymore so but the, i have been enjoying the cooler weather i have some family in town so that's nice as well. So yeah, my temp is good. Um, my my uh, song is "We Are Family." I don't Aww. have any sisters, but I I got a brother. He's not here, but I do have family in town. So that's my temp and my song today. I love it, friend. And I love when your family's in town because I feel like I'm an extended, extended like fourth cousin to your, in there. To your mm-hmm. family. So I'm like, oh, I get to see uh, Papa Gage and whomever else I may get to hang out with. That'll always be a good time. I am feeling great today. My song is Rebecca Black Friday. Even though it's not Friday, I just had that Friday feeling. My girl said, we, we, we so excited. And she, <laughs> I feel that because tomorrow night, 
kicks mm-hmm. off my vacation. I'm going to get to see Kev on stage with friends. And then I'm going to Saturday go get to stay with one of my friends in Orlando. Then Sunday, friends from North Carolina are going to be in town. We got an Airbnb. Now, I'm not really a theme park person, but I will entertain things that I wouldn't normally do on my own if it's just about being with the people that I love. So I'm excited to get the Dole Whip from Disney and the Cronut. And I'm saying this now because I might come back next week and be like, y'all, it was not good. It was trash. Why was I so excited? But in my memory, because y'all know I do vacations based off of the food situation. Mm-hmm. I told my friend, I'm like, listen, we can go to Epcot. It's a good time, but they have a lot of food and they're doing the garden festival and I'm really into the outdoorsy stuff. So I'm excited to see all the flowers arranged so beautifully. And then we'll go to Universal and I got to get the butter beer. So looking forward to those things, not looking forward to the poor planning with my hair because I've been wigging it up lately and it is not sewn on. And there are some roller coasters I can do, but I will be very annoyed if my wig flies off a roller coaster. Because wigs are not cheap. So I'm like, dang it, what did I do? Am I going to let my puff fly? But then that means it's going to be like an extra 30 to 40 minutes in the morning. And do I really want to be doing that on vacation? I'm going to tell you right now, I don't. I love that I have these two little corn rolls and then I can just throw my hair on and then uh, take it off when I get home. So we'll see how things go with the hair. We'll, We'll see how things go with the food. But either way, I just have that Friday feeling. And I'm excited. And I don't know what Sharika is planning for us today, but I do want to take that time to speak to Evie's slap heard around the world. Mm-hmm. Evie, that slap was not whispering to me this past mm. two weeks or so, only because when I was in North Carolina, my family did watch uh, the Chris Rock mm-hmm. special together. And because of that, special being released at this time which I don't think that was intentional maybe we can talk about that I think because he already had two specials lined up with Netflix they had already paid him a while ago and said hey you owe us two specials and he had already done one so another one was coming anyway um because of that it just happened to drop around the same time as the Oscars I will say I was shocked that my family my parents in particular who are old school And they may fit a lot of the old school stereotypical black tropes. I don't know. But we were a house divided because I didn't think the slap. Now, they didn't think the slap was like, oh, he could have killed him. They were not on that. They thought that was ridiculous. But my mom was very much like, how dare Will Smith? Like, that was so rude. I cannot imagine during the special at the end when Chris, like, goes in on Will and Jada. Jada, my mom was like, that's right. Get him, Chris. And my dad was co-signing. So <laughs> mm. maybe I will feel differently if I ever have children. Um, As a parent, I can't imagine what it feels like to see your kid get slapped on TV or just as a human because y'all already know. I've said a million times, I've never been in a fight. But if someone slapped me... Just alone. I, but then again, I'm thinking I would never let anybody get that close. And I, I just never come for people like that. But it doesn't matter. You don't have to. Sometimes people are just rude and violent and they do those things. We'd definitely be fighting. So <laughs> I'm curious, uh, Sharika, I can pause on this. But if we have the time, I'd like to ask if either of you saw this special and what you thought about this special. Yeah, so um, I did get a chance to see the special. And um, I... As I text in one of my group chats, I told people I believe it was around like a seven and a half or eight out of ten. 
um, and partially because of what some people wouldn't recognize um, or notice fully, but they did a live showing of it. So I think the timing was um, in a sense intentional mm-hmm. because this same special, so to speak, or those same jokes, if you were to go see Chris Rock on tour, those were some of the same jokes that he identified or he talked about throughout the past year or so as he toured the country, so to speak. So it wasn't like that was just a, a automatic sketch or set um, specifically. And typically what comedians do as they're on tour, similar to any artist or any entertainer, like you work on your craft time and time again, and you find ways to tweak it and make it better. Um, so I think the timing of the release was definitely, definitely intentional. And only not give it a seven and a half to an eight out of 10, only because it seems as though he's, Still, in my mind, left some stuff in the tank. If you know Chris Rock and if you paid attention to a lot of his, um, I would say his many other specials throughout the years, like he is very, very big on, I guess you could say his jokes, not just being a comedian, but his jokes are typically always consistent. But with this particular special, I saw him in a lane similar to of, I would say like a, which some people won't even know, as I mentioned these names, but as like a George Carlin or Louis C.K. or like a Dave Chappelle, I, most people would know that name, of more of a storyteller throughout this special compared to his previous specials. Um, so that's why I give it that. I enjoyed it as a comedian. Um, not, I'm not a comedian, but I enjoyed his, I enjoyed his art craft. Um, it just wasn't 10 out of 10. It wasn't his best work. I did not see the special, but I did see some of the clips where he was talking about the Smith family. And that's almost what made me not want to see the special because I don't know. I felt like from what I saw, and like I said, I didn't see the whole thing, but I was just like, if you want to, I don't know. I still felt like he was dragging Will, but by proxy dragging Jada too. And I was like, dang, come on now, Chris. But you know, that's <laughs> me, But that's me as a human saying that, but I'm not the person that was slapped and I'm not a comedian. And you know, right. y'all know. I already told y'all, I don't, I don't play with the jokey jokes. So I get, I'm sensitive. So that's why I'm like, uh, I don't know if I, I feel like I'd be like, dang. So that's more so me personally, not like a per, like a per. My husband's really into comedy, and he likes comedians and stuff. I like a few um, comedians here and there. There, I love Kevin on stage. Last year was the first time I ever even saw a comedy, his actual comedy. I just like you know his online persona but so I don't know I just felt even I felt bad I just felt more bad about it than anything else so I was like I don't know if I want to watch that but I still might um so that's kind of what I saw thought about some of the clips that I saw when he was talking about Jada and how Will let you know basically taking his aggression out on him instead of because he let his wife sleep with his son's friend and all that like dang but that's kind of you know that's you know that's the that's that their world that's what they do they joke about you know a, a lot of people some comedians think that there is no line and they can go as far as they can go so that's not my lane so I don't really have too much to say beyond that other than like I would just the personal note of it but did you guys hear like one his special is coming out and people are talking about that? Did you hear people bringing up his the controversy about which I don't know when this happened. I saw the video clip, but I don't know when how long ago this was. Where it was um, Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, um, what's the guy, the English guy that did the Office? 
Um, forget the uh, man. He was like the new boss after Michael. Yeah, no, in the off the original office from England, the English guy. Um, oh, I don't know. He's a he's a comedian. Can't remember his name. Him and then I think it was Louis C.K. Um, Ricky Jervis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. the N word. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I saw. I saw yeah. that. But before I was, we, we dive into that part of it, I do want to share a little bit about this special. So, mm-hmm. Sharika, I encourage you to watch it in its okay. entirety. And I'd be okay. interested to see like your perspective after you've seen the entire thing. Okay. While I watched yeah. it, there were several moments that I laughed out loud. I am not somebody who knows the art of comments. A lot of the critiques I heard from comments was that it was surface level stuff he's already done. And he sounded like a grumpy old man just yelling at the world. They felt like the j- jokes were not as intelligent and as clever. And so I just heard that and I thought, okay, well interesting it's kind of like for me when I go to watch a play or see a dance performance it's a completely different experience from my Mm -hmm. husband who doesn't we're not looking for the same things and I can't even help myself it's like I just I'm critiquing yeah I'm looking at those technical things so a lot of other comedians have responded and said oh you know Chris you could have it's okay for you to come out swinging but you came out and really didn't knock anybody out you could have done a lot Mm -hmm. better with it and my only I don't care that he chose violence because violence was chosen against him. So absolutely. And you didn't beat him up. So absolutely tear him apart with the jokes. But what I found interesting is he came more so for Jada still. Jada didn't, Jada didn't slap him. Mm -hmm. Will did. She didn't say to slap him. So then me and my mom, you know, we were on different sides because my mom was like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. My mom literally was like, well, she looked at him. You should have seen the way she looked at him when Chris said that. I'm like, don't have a secret language that does not need words. I'm sure other spouses do too. We, I give Doug looks all the time, but if he goes and punches someone, I'm not going to take ownership for that because of a look. So I didn't appreciate that because I'm like, Yes, you talked about how Will is so much bigger than you and da-da-da-da, but at the same time, this is your platform. Let's not tear down the woman, which is what you were getting Mm -hmm. critiqued for in the beginning. Mm -hmm. She didn't slap you. Will did. And then people talked about, well, you know, he was in Baltimore, and that's her hometown, and he talked about her affair. Okay, Chris, I know in other comedy specials he talked about his own affairs, but let's not act like that's unique to them when you your marriage didn't work out. Admittedly, for you, because you slept around. The only thing that's different is that they decided to stay together. Are you mad? <laughs> because I also heard that Chris and Jada went on a date once, and Jada said it was a horrible date, and Chris has been bitter towards her ever since then. So um, there's a lot of things. And we talked about this when the slap originally happened. We talked about there's the layers that could be behind mm-hmm. what Definitely. could cause uh, something like that. We don't know. So mm-hmm. that was interesting. And now I will pause because I just talked a lot because no. I did a podcast did lead me to that clip with the, the whole N word discussion. So I'm interested to hear y'all's thoughts on that as well. I, uh, did you see the, um, clip EB or do you know what we're talking yeah, about? That's so that happened a while ago. It's one of those yeah. things that like, it's how would I word it? Everybody don't view the N word the same. I guess that's the easiest way yeah, for me to put it. Yeah. And I I will never, at least for me, like it'll be hard. I mean, hard, like real difficult for me to be in a space where I'm comfortable with somebody who don't look like me use that word. 
I will always, that will be something that I'm hard pressed about. I hesitate on it sometimes using it myself. Not saying I don't use the word nigga, because I definitely do. Um, but it's, sometimes it's one of those <laughs> things. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, like, like even when I see certain things of people who look like me, I'm like, these niggas. I'm like, I bet it was a nigga. Yeah, that's a nigga. Like, in that moment, it would have been great for people to speak up. But when I look at that crowd or those individuals, that wasn't the first time that they used that word. And I don't think it's the last. I'm always a big proponent of I'd rather you show me who you are in person than you conceal it in private. Now it just helps me to know how to move accordingly. Um, but I, I don't like when we as a people um, identify and I'm saying we as a people as people in society, not black people. We as a people in society see one thing and then we shift gears, so to speak, on something else mm-hmm, that that mm-hmm. person has been a part of. Like, like you now granted, I will tell everybody, I think we've said that a lot on this podcast for myself, from Sabrina to Sharika. Yes, hold people accountable. Yes, have your standards. Yes, have your metrics of how you evaluate people, your friends, your family, your surroundings, your coworkers, your church members, your 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 co-laborers, however you want to describe it. But if you're gonna bring up if I'm talking about if I'm talking about what happened today, I definitely don't want to hear about what happened in middle school. Like that's super <laughs> wild. Like even for me, as I post daily on social media, like it's weird mm. even at this age in 2023 <laughs> where I have friends who will comment from time to time. And y'all know me, I don't delete comments. They all be there like, this can't be the same EB from, from middle school. Mm. This can't be the same EB from high school. EB, you go to church now. EB, you preach now. EB, you be like, and I'm like, yeah, I do. Like you would expect me to be the same person that you met me when I graduated high school in 2007. Like you, you would, you would hope that I haven't evolved or changed or progressed or gotten better in life. That's wild that you think that. And some people, because they still stay stagnant in their own life, they assume that that's what everybody else does. Ooh, that is say not that to, again. That Here is not is. to defend um, Chris Rock by letting this just slide. Please don't think that's that's what I'm saying. But it's just like one of those things of like he trashed for that, um, and will also trash for the slap. And if you stand on, he shouldn't have been talking about his wife. She trash. He trashed for that. Like it's all type. Like, but that's your opinion. That's your prerogative. You live how you live, and people will always stand on their own opinions and just be able to articulate that effectively because everybody can't always do that. And some people are what we would consider sheeples, and they just go with whatever mainstream media is saying. And I think that's a Fox News word. Don't, don't blame me. <laughs> it was all the sheeples who got the vaccines, if I remember correctly, correctly from typical Carlson. Um, uh, but that's that's how it is. It is just one of those things that it's just like that's not that's not what I'm on right now, and the, that wasn't what the special was about. I'm crying at the sheeples. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, there is a clip with comedians Gary Seinfeld, Louis C.K., Chris Rock, and who was the other one? I think it's Ricky. I don't know if he pronounced yeah, it. Gervais was. It or... was yes. Gervais. And yeah. Ricky Gervais, and they were talking about like their comedic styles and what they bring to the stage. And it came up like, who of them is comfortable bringing the award? Now, Sabrina, and- hold on. I have to interrupt. I have to interrupt. This is what happened because me and Alan got into it about this. Oh my gosh, what? I, I, I was trying to explain the clip from no, what no, I no, saw. Well, maybe I didn't see the full clip. No, no. This is why it came up because. Chris Brown was basically, Chris Brown, Lord Jesus, Chris Rock and Ricky and Louis C.K., they were talking about, basically, he was basically saying that Chris Rock was saying, um, what's the guy? Louis C.K. is basically, he's basically ghetto and like trashy. So like, he's like, you're the whitest 
like black person, but in like more than negative connotation. Oh, of, like, I hate when ghetto. people say that. Like that. And then he was like, so you're basically saying I'm a nigga. That's what he said. Oh no. And that's Okay. So that's how it came up. And so then they started, well, the part that I saw, yeah. they started talking about who would use that word. Mm-hmm. And the three of three of them, except for Jerry Seinfeld, were like, and you know, I'm feeling like, yay, because I've been watching um Seinfeld and I'm like, I hope you don't you don't make me mad because I've been loving the show. He was like, you know, I don't and I don't want to see the humor in it. And yep. I was like, period. But he was Fine. the only one who was like straight face, like, Yeah, y'all got that. That's really he said, You found the humor of it. I haven't, nor do I seek to, nor do mm-hmm. I seek it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. Now, that being said, I do use the word. I'm surprised I'm saying N-word right now. That's just the vibe I'm in today because I know I've said the full thing on the podcast before. And I sometimes wonder if it's one of those things like I can get in a fuss with my sister, but you better not say anything about my sister because I have a white friend right now. And black people, we do this. If we see something, sometimes we'll be like, man, our people are so-and-so is on CP time. But she made has made several comments that are like oh this thing it was just so black and I'm like girl I'm gonna cut you off because you need to pause and check yourself because much like Chris they're associating with the most negative things and those ghetto things and these Mm -hmm. are people who aren't strangers to white people doing stuff Mm -hmm. and even as close to their own family but how come when the white person does something bad or ghetto or you know annoying then they're black no, mm-hmm. sweetie. Guess what? Whites can be trash too. And Hispanics and Asians. And we don't have to belabor that point because that's not what this episode's about. And we've ta- gone down that road before. But I feel like it was one of those sort of things for Chris. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's fine. But it's like, no, Chris, for a lot of us, that's not fine, especially with the way you're associating it. If you want to say, mm-hmm. I feel like your personality understands a lot of things that are prevalent in black culture then okay but I didn't even like the way Ricky's energy was in the thing he was giving too cocky for me I'm like at the You're end of the day Louis C. K. It was Louis C. K. oh oh yes was Louis C.K. the one sitting back and kept repeating it yes. repeating he it was the one that said, yes. Ricky yes was like oh they say that, that definitely in their Louis comedy. C.K. <laughs> like, oh they say that they, they say that in their comedy they do that. And then, and then Jerry, cause Jerry Fonho was looking like left to the right, like what? <laughs> right. And then Ricky was like, Oh, they say that in their comedy. And then, um, then he was like, Oh, I don't, he was like, what? And he was like, I don't say that. And then he was like, yeah, well, we don't say the word. And then he says the word. He was saying it over and over with a big smile on his face. And it's people like that, that I'm like, if you're this comfortable in this setting, knowing you're recorded, how, what are you saying behind closed doors? And didn't something come out from him with the Me Too movement that he do be moving crazy behind closed doors? Not a surprise Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, y'all need to remember, and I'm saying black, white, whatever. I'm rooting for everybody black, period. And that means celebrating all parts of the culture, not just the parts that you've seen on mainstream media Mm -hmm. from the Western civilization. And if you choose to believe those things about black people or just like we're all running around like nigger this and gangs, literally the the phrase my my friend (laughs) used was like, oh, they had gangster rap and we're smoking weed. As if white people are are around here with all these weed dispensaries. If you choose to only see, see that, that is a selective choice 
that you are comfortable with because you don't want to see black people as anything better. And that's the part. I will say this. I agree with, I don't, I agree with what Evie said in regards to y'all don't like what Chris is saying about Willa Jada or coming for the black woman or whatever. Now y'all want to point to something that he did that you're like, oh, so what about this? Let's check him on this. And like, I, that's why I said, I didn't know when it came out, but Evie saying it came out a long time ago. And like, that's like, why do people, it's like, I don't like that, that part of social media that like, when we're like on somebody, now we go and find everything that we didn't like or that they ever did. If like, if that came out or that was known, people should have called it out back then. And we shouldn't be pointing to it now. But I guess I get, so it's hard for me to say what I want to say. Cause I'm like, I want to say what I think Chris should have done, but I'm not a comedian and I've also not been slapped on TV. So I can't be like, well, Chris, you could have like the people were more on your side. Like you could have handled it this way and came out without any, like now you're also a part of the problem, which he was part of the problem in the beginning. But you know what I mean? Like he could have. Yeah, but Sharika, if you had a white, if you had a white friend who, what are, what are some stereotypical things about black culture? I'm trying to think of things that are like, okay, I, I'll think like about- Like where Jordans, well, no, no, no. they exactly. Okay, Timberlands. Okay, let's say you had a white friend. Mm-hmm. Timberlands um, knows gospel music, familiar with just like black movies and can quote them and all that and knows like, I don't know. I'm trying to like- all of Snoop Dogg's songs, I'm I don't saying, know, something Snoop, like that. All T.I., all right, Jay-Z, all that. rap yes. music, like he's and all in the hip-hop. Right, and if we're all sitting around, and he, and let's say he has a black girlfriend, we're all sitting around, peeking, and he's like, y'all know I'm a nigger too. <laughs> I don't feel like you would be like, you right, go ahead, I would Chad. definitely not be you like You definitely want to vote, what's up, my nigga? I would be like, Chad, excuse me? No, <laughs> like, he would be checked. Oh, definitely. So I think for Chris, and yes, there can be humor in it. I remember in high school, those people were called wiggers. I yeah. didn't make it up. Yeah. It's just what they yeah. were called. I'm, not, call. gonna, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna pretend like I never used it as well back in the day. Like Evie said, you grow as you you grow as you like grow. As you know, so, yeah. <laughs> as you know. So so yeah, you know, but I don't think in that situation the response was to gas him up and be like, Yes, you certainly are. The, I like, agree. He he was he was co-signing that he was okay to say that. Yeah, but also I do agree with you all that we the 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 thing of like going back and digging up everything somebody ever did. Although that is one of my character flaws. If somebody's going to remember <laughs> something from May seventh at one o'clock on a Wednesday of ten years ago, it's going to be me. I'm not saying that's the best quality I have. It's annoying. <laughs> it's something that I do. I didn't do it in this situation, but I know that is a character flaw that I have. I agree that it's not the greatest because people do grow and change. And especially if you're professing Christ, the Bible is very clear. Like we're going to be held to the same standard. And if you're going to accept God's grace and love and forgiveness, you've got to be willing to give that to people. Just got to. I just feel like if you're going to bring up something of the past, make it relevant to what we're talking about today. Like if he was like, oh, well, Chris, we know you was talking bad about women, like and bringing up because of these receipts, that makes sense. But I'm saying bringing up something that is, another problematic behavior of another sort that doesn't even really pertain to this doesn't make sense. But I also, but in the same vein, I don't agree with thinking it's cool or letting that 
Louis C.K. think it's cool for him to say that. And I don't care how long y'all been friends or how long you've known him or whatever. Like, that's not okay for me. Obviously, it's okay for Chris. He thinks it's cool. But yeah, I didn't agree with that. And and I don't like when, I, well, people, when they, when they want to do what they want to do, they'll get, they'll go along with whoever's, if it's 50 people and you want to do something and only one of those people agree, you'll be like, well, look, this guy says it. Well, that's just one guy. And everybody else doesn't like it. So, you know, people are going to latch on to, well, Chris thinks it's cool if I say it. Well, who Chris ain't the only black person in here. And Also, his, his sometimes we freeze. Really sometimes we freeze in the middle of a moment. Um, you know that that's not usually something that I struggle with. But I have encounters with people who are like, oh, my gosh, in this moment, this thing happened. And I responded this way. Mm. But I hadn't even really processed it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that Chris... Even like an hour after that was like, that was cool. Or if he was like, that was so awkward. Like we were on TV. It was a moment. It's just like, no, you know, when said, I looked at his laugh like, and stuff. He said that. Like he was like, oh, I don't even care if he says it. Like I don't even use the word. It's overplayed. It's like, like he was like downplaying, like not that big of a deal. People are just, you know, it's, you know, it, it's, it's just played out. It's like a trope. It, it, I don't care if he says it, but I'm like, no. You can say, trope this nigga. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I think part of it, it's one of those wild things, right? And I only say this because I know at times we sit here and we'd be like, no, we have to find ways to make sure certain things either are or not double standards. Or it's mm-hmm. like, hey, where where do where do you as an individual draw the line? And I think that's what it comes down to because there are Black people who don't care about it being used from various races. And that's their opinion and that's their choice. Mm-hmm. But it comes down for me. It's just like, you know, because I'm going to keep it real. Like if I see some what I would consider Florida man stuff. I'm like, yeah, definitely some crackers who did that. Like, that's just who I am. That's the way I've been, I would say wired. That's how I'm going to communicate it. That's how it's going to be articulated. Like when I see certain actions from people who look like me and it seems like they're adapting to a different type of culture. I'm like, bro, please don't act like uncle Tom around me. Like you're created for better. You're created for more. Mm -hmm. Like you're designed for some good stuff. And for some people that were like, that's disrespectful. That's derogative. That's degrading. That's devaluing them as an individual. So at the end of the day, you do what's best for you. Just make sure you do it around the right people because not everybody else going to slide. You do it how you do you. That's all. Now that was the advice. That's what really. Exactly. You live your life how you want to, but everybody ain't going to respond the same way. And that's the part. As we close this up, I will tell one incident. This did not happen to me. This happened to my husband with a former coworker. My husband and this coworker were in a vehicle. The coworker was driving. The coworker coworker is of Caucasian descent, and somebody like cut him off or whatever. And I think my husband said he's the person looks more like Hispanic. And the coworker yelled out the N word on company time in company vehicle. And my Shout husband out that boy at- who name start with a K. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you don't care Forget it, oh, man. His name was Kurt. His last name started with a T. I don't remember his last name because it smelled crazy. Like, tell him EB said it. And I can't say he got addressed a few times by a lot of other people, but continue the story. Yeah, I was my, my husband did address it at that moment with him in the vehicle. It was like, yeah, that's a no for me. <laughs> And then he said, oh, but he's not even black. <laughs> and he just used even it. Even worse. Even <laughs> worse. And a couple months later, he was out of a job, people. So <laughs> you better know how you say certain things, but you might be out here unemployed. You just never know yeah. how never know how things work. I just 
I wonder if there will ever come a point in history where black people can stop be associated with the worst of the worst. Because he said he wasn't even black, but yeah, you thought he did something trash, so you associated him with blackness. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Um, Sharika, that was very juicy. Thank you. I know we're trying to move on to the next section, but we could talk about that forever because mm-hmm. stuff is crazy and people are wild. Mm-hmm. Our scripture today, uh, something that's also crazy and wild, organizations who have packs with the government and they try to get like the employees to dive in, it's like, no. I should calm down. There are probably many employees who are all about that. I am not. The government takes enough of my money for the past. Ever since I got married, I've always owed on taxes. So I don't want to give them anything Same. more. I just saw a post from like Bobby Kennedy, some Kennedy in the family. He's like, hey, I'm thinking about running Texas number because if I can raise enough money, I'll do it. I'm like, sir. You're Kennedy. I'm not saying you're You'll be fine, which that is probably the wrong spirit because if we want like the every man to really have a chance to become president, you do need the money. Like you can't be me and just be like, I'm going to run. Like it doesn't work that way. So I get it. I say some of this in jest, but I was reading three Psalms, Psalms chapter 58, verses one and two in the message. And this just made me giggle. Is this any way to run a country? Is there an honest politician in the house? Behind the scene, you weave webs of deceit. Behind closed doors, you make deals with demons. And I just feel like on both sides, it's wild. That's why I don't look to a president or a mayor, anybody like that to be the savior. I look to God and his son, Jesus Christ. Evie, what are you expounding on today? Yeah, my expound is pretty simple today, and I won't keep you guys long. And I think one of the things I would always encourage people to do is just know who you're around and knowing who you're around and knowing how you hold people accountable. Now, I know a couple of weeks ago, um, I talked to you guys about one of my younger cousins who had the opportunity or the privilege to work at basically every major award show. And he's like, in a sense, I forgot his exact title, but it's essentially the guy who helps communicate with uh, what we would consider, I guess, not necessarily bodyguards, but those who are I don't, even call, I don't know what to call them, but it's the people who make sure people get into their seats or the people who you see sometimes you see them dressed up in black suits and you're like, who is that person walking with that person? Is that their bodyguard? And it was like a group of 20 to 30 staff members who are or employees who are forcing celebrities, so to speak, to their seats because they have to be in their seat at certain times because of shots. And he's communicating with just different people saying, hey, we're going to camera we're going to this camera that's going to see the cast from everything everywhere. Or we're trying to get Angela Bassett her reaction when she loses this award. Not granted, you don't know if she's going to lose the award, but it's like, hey, we're going to look at the crew from Top Gun or we're going to look at the people from All Quiet on the Western Front. So it's like those things that he gets to literally the point person. Like he has, from what he told me the other day for um, the most recent, I guess you could say the award show, the Oscars, say he had 95 people who are under his tier of leadership and he only reported to two different people. And it was just like, that's crazy to think that. And I granted, it's one night and they, it's one night of, all hands on deck, but it's essentially three or four days where all these people come together and they run through everything. And he said, literally, it's like four or five hours of going through the same stuff over and over again, just to make sure those three or four hours that we get to see on TV outside of commercials are met with perfection. And as you know, it's always messes up. Like I had a chance to watch the Oscars because it was the first time. And I will admit this one. This was the first time ever where I watched an entire award show from front to finish, not just for the 
for mm-hmm. the, I guess you could say the, the performance is not just for the award that I wanted, but I was like, let me see everything. And it was two things that I caught, but he said it was probably like seven or eight other things that I did not catch that happened. Cause I was like, I want to have this dialogue with him, but it was, um, on, after one of the awards, there was somebody's mic who was still on backstage and you mm-hmm. could hear it muffled through the crowd. And I was like, what the, and you know me, I'm texting him right on cue. And he was just like, he said, you caught one. He said, you might see something else soon just because things just always happen. But he was like, it was seven or eight other things. Or when certain people won, it said to go to this camera, but the camera went to somebody else first. And it's like those mm. weird moments that you don't always see. It's like, I'm like, why did it cut to this person, then that person? Like, And not like a split screen or those things, but he was trying to break down some of the stuff and like, oh, no, I definitely didn't catch that. Or I definitely didn't see that. Or when... uh a uh, award winner is getting, getting escorted off stage. You kind of always see them go to one exact area, but it was two during the show who tried to go the other way. Like mm-hmm. I know I'm walking off the stage and then you have to no, turn around. Like now we got to get the camera back on you. So you're not looking crazy um, because of the other shots of where the other people are walking out from. But like one of the things that I wanted to encourage people, yes, we have certain people who we vote for or people who we support or people we want to win. I was shocked definitely that Andrew um, Bassett didn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wasn't only because I didn't see the other movies. That's the part. And I um, know that we, at least for me, I can't speak for y'all. I know for me, I'm definitely, you know, I'm here for everything and everybody black. That's just how it typically is. But I definitely did see, you know, Wakanda forever. And I saw her acting in that film. And I was saying that there's no way that she does not win this film. Um, mm-hmm. And also to know that it was, if I'm not mistaken, and don't quote me those, do your own homework, but I think she was like the first actress or first actor um, for that specific award from a Marvel Marvel, Marvel film or whatnot. And then I started to look at just some of the other stuff and I'm just like, I didn't see that movie. I didn't see that movie. I didn't see that movie. I don't know that actor. I don't even know who that is. Or then I'm like Googling people. I'm like, oh, I remember them from that movie and they did pretty well. So I'm guessing they did get well in that one too to win that award. And then you start going through it and I'm like, oh, I can't get mad at this stuff. Like I ain't pay attention to most of this stuff, you know? And so I would just say at times, as much as you must support your people and do what you please, I would say, what would it look like? not just for us three on this podcast, but even for you before an award show, like nominations are usually out way before the award show. What does it look like for you to watch these other movies to have a more broad view of what happens? Now we do know in past, especially from the Grammys, there are certain people who says like, I didn't even listen to Beyonce album. So, and they vote for whoever else and like, now nah, that's terrible. That's trash. That's ridiculous for those individuals in those seats. But I would say also as us as consumers, as fans, as people who like certain people, it'll be the same thing for us, right? Where we would be like, it would be better for you to give people, I guess, a better opportunity to voice your opinion when you kind of know a little bit about every film or every actor or actress or every, I guess, the stuff. Because some of the stuff I don't care about. Like I'm not fully paying attention to visual effects or sound or all of those things or the the awards that are always given out. But I'm looking at typically the actor and the actresses and how they convey that character in that moment. And I think one of the hard things are for some actors and actresses, and I know Sabrina probably could speak to this better than I can, but for performers that they're on stage or they're given a script, like they might can't convey that script as well as another person because that's not necessarily their body of work. Like they're known for, I don't know, documentaries, documentaries and we're trying to put them in a horror film and it just came out terrible. And I'm assuming those who vote, they look at those things. And some people look at like, wow, they have 
embodied everything that they've been in. And I feel, feel like Angela Bassett is one of those people. So as I was watching it, I was just like, dang, she really didn't win. And I really thought she was going to win, um, especially mm-hmm. how they were making all the hoopla. Um, but when she didn't win, it did, like, I kind of got a chin check with myself. Was like, I didn't see none of these other movies. So I can't even give a full, I can't give a full or honest opinion on the body of work of those other great actors and actresses for these awards. So I kind of just say that to say um, when you get the opportunity to connect with people, just make sure you do your best to know everything that you're looking at or going into and that you're not just, you know, pulling an opinion out of um, out of your backside. The other thing I would say is, um, and I'm going to say it probably every week, not every week, maybe every week, because it seems like every every week something happens and when we're recording. But man, shout out to our governor. And I say shout out in a way of disrespect in all forms. Oh. Um, I pray that he runs for election, presidential election in 2024, and I pray he gets elected because if there's somebody who no. needs to move out of this state, um, it's Ron DeSantis. And I know some people oh, are like, what? You want worst. him to run? You want him mm-hmm. to run for president? I'm like, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I, like I've seen some of the stuff that, and we can go back from me being a kid from Bush to Clinton to Bush to Obama to Trump to Biden. I'm not going to say it doesn't affect me because some of their laws have directly impacted all of us around this country, whether it's just the stuff that we have to deal with day to day and some of the decision making. But I don't think it affects me as much as some of the stuff that I see from our governor and the stuff that I see him doing in the state of Florida from Pensacola to Key West up to the northeast of Jacksonville. Most recently, Florida bill, a Florida bill seems to have a direct correlation to, of course, all minorities, um, but specifically those of Black and Hispanic descent. Mm-hmm. And some of the programs that seems to be being attacked from his lack of understanding of what diversity, equity, and inclusion actually is, it's putting a lot of our Black fraternities and sororities at risk of losing funding what? and not being on college campuses in oh. the state of Florida. And like, oh my part gosh, of me I did not like, know this about this. is wild. And I would say, just Sabrina, just look up some of the stuff from DEIs and how that affects, you know, and since your, your brothers and fraternities and your sisters who are your sorrows in the state of Florida, um, so. because of the funding that comes from the state. Now, granted, there are some people who are saying like, well, this is time for those alumni to step up and support these, like, but we're not cutting the white fraternities at these same oh. institutions. The funding is still going to those people. And I don't think people understand what equity means in the state of Florida and really the world and also the nation specifically. But I'm speaking for Florida because this is where I reside and this is where I live and this is where I pay my taxes. And this is where I have nieces and nephews who will be going to college soon. Some who are in college now, some who are talking about pledging to different frats and different sororities and stuff like that. And I'm just like, do people not really grasp the understanding of what diversity, equity and inclusion is? And I don't think people do. And I think people have this one track mind of their lovely news stations and what they understand. And I just want to say, I don't know who surrounds him. And that's why even when we talked about the Chris Rock situation and just letting people do what they want and do it, live how they please. It's like those who surround you, like you become part of that character. Like if that's your man, if that's your, if that's your husband, if that's your wife, if that's your best friend, like I'm going not necessarily jumble you, but I'm like, are you holding them accountable? Like that's going to be my first conversation. Man, we talk to him every day. We talk to her every day. We try to put her up on game. Like, trust me, like we're coaching them. We're mentoring them. We're, we're, we're telling them about themselves, but nothing seems to change. I'm like, okay, well, you might want to think about your circle because for me, it's like, you know, y'all, y'all all want 
from the outside. And I know that's not the case because I don't act like my siblings. I don't act like in a, in a grand scheme of thing. I don't act like my siblings. I don't act like all my friends, but there are certain traits. They say, Oh, that's a godly individual or dang, that's somebody who has a sense of humor or dang, that's somebody who's a critical thinker or that's somebody who's um, personable, somebody who's intentional. But like, I look at the decisions that's been, have been made under his governorship. And some of them I just look at and I'm like, this man is sick. Hates um, black people. Well, minorities. Yeah, minorities. As That's old, terrifying. I cannot have him as he's worse than Trump because Trump was so so on the extreme with his speech and just all over the place that people could see and call it out. And I mean, half the country still didn't care. But, you know, even some people in the middle were finally like, OK, we can't have Trump. But DeSantis comes. He's like, you know how we talk about the enemy. He comes as a. A wolf, mm-hmm. in sheep's, mm-hmm. a wolf in yep. sheep's clothing, and mm-hmm. it's terrifying. He's terrible. He is terrible. And so I, really it's just for people, especially our Floridian listeners or whoever, because you might be thinking about moving to Florida, even though we don't want you to. But mm-hmm. check out HB, um, which is House Bill 999, and just look up some of the stuff or the major points and then do your own research. But I'm just looking at the research that I was able to do and, you know, to see certain, like I think of currently my alumni, USF, who is just like, essentially, which was funny to read because it's like, I didn't even know stuff like this was possible, but it was like, no, we're not giving you the money back. And yes, we'll continue to do DEI. And then also you had a group of students. I want to say it was like seven or eight students from USF who went into the president's office uh, because the president, and I'm saying the students were on that. We're not giving the money back. Like we're, we're going to stop paying tuition. We're going to have to figure something out. But they protested into the president's office and they got arrested and just saying like, this is what we're talking about. Like, you don't really care about your students. You're just aligning with the seat and people tend to align to the seat because they know that that seat holds their power at a public institution. Like he can remove or fire presidents at schools on outside of what the board of trustees says. And it's just those power dynamics that sometimes you just have to find a way to get away from. So um, that's what I got for you guys. As far as my recommend before we go to Sabrina Sharika and their recommends, I would just recommend you guys watch selective outrage because that's something that we talked about. And also I always recommend as always hold people accountable and find a way to give people a and give them a chance, of course, um, but look at their, the totality of who they are, where they, where you met them, where they're at now, and where they feel like or where you feel like they might be heading or where they say they want to be. And how do you help people to get to where they want to be? Be a an aid to people and not a element. Absolutely. Wow. I have a lot to dive into because that kind of stuff just riles me up. Um, I am recommending today, speaking of getting hot, Saunas. Did y'all know that saunas yes. have like a lot of awesome things about them? I've never been a person who's like, oh, let me go sit in the sauna. I just thought it was cute, you know, towels and the cucumbers. But my nail tech the <laughs> other day was talking about um this horrible health situation she had in 2020 and how it was really like prayer and the sauna. And she was like, girl, I would pray in the sauna. She um, did it 30 minutes a day and she said it restored her nerves. Like the doctors told her she will always be paralyzed in certain places from her waist down. And that is not the case anymore. And she's like, I promise it was the sauna. They reduce stress, improve sleep, uh, less muscle and joint pain. They can increase your metabolism and um, get off, pick off weight loss. So if you're near a gym that has a sauna, I know Sharika, the gym near us has a sauna. So we should oh. check it out sometime. That is part of our benefit. So, yeah, I'm going to recommend saunas. I'm going to recommend a YouTube uh, channel, but specifically this series. So uh, the channel is called Love Always Adrian, and it's uh, Adrian Bailon Houghton. 
She's a celebrity TV actress, TV host, blah, 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 all the things. But she has this um, eight-part episode on her channel called Faith and Familia, and it walks through uh, just her journey to motherhood. And it is very interesting. It's so educational about just healthcare and all these things. And it was really, really good. So that's what I'm recommending. EB, what was the, um, where was, where was the show you recommended? Oh, Selective Outrage was on Netflix. It's a Netflix special, Chris Rock. All right. Um, Yeah. And then like today, which is slightly different. And I know Sabrina already usually gives us one, but I'm going to give y'all another scripture. And it's found in 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Stay awake, stand firm in your faith, be brave, be strong. And I say that because of some of the stuff that we talked about. When you hear certain things, you see certain things that you're not aligned to, you got to stay awake and be mindful of your surroundings, but be brave and be strong to speak out and hold people accountable. Um, We know that life isn't easy and I don't think it's anywhere in the world, at least I'm going to say anywhere in the world, because there's probably a quote somewhere for it. But I don't think it's anywhere in our life as far as being followers of Christ, where God says that life will be easy. So we want to encourage you to just stay locked into him and stay locked into others and being in solid community. But also um, to just know that if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back until next time.